0: All right, the Gary Danielson Report is brought to you by the U.S. Army. Join the team that makes a difference. And by Mavis Discount Tire, save on tires at mavistire.com. Gary will be uh, calling the game between the number one Crimson Tide of Alabama uh, against uh, Vandy tomorrow as they last week kind of went through the motions, uh, Alabama. Actually allowed some points in their game, which you you don't usually see, but we'll see how the number one team looks. We'll get to that, but first, some other thoughts with Gary on some other games. Welcome. How are you, Gary? Great,
1: great, Mike. It is true. I mean, they might have scored some points, but they had some backups in there, too, to tell you the truth. I think you're right. I think Nick got the exact game he wanted. He won and he got, his, he got the yell at his team after the
0: game. Yeah, he did. He got, they gave up got a little sloppy late, and they didn't now yeah. score him in the second half and the whole thing. But how about Mississippi State, which walloped Absolutely. LSU, yeah. and now they get Georgia. Uh, so that's the, an interesting game this week because Mississippi State's got to be better than everybody thought.
1: You know what? The, the irony of the league this year is that if you take a conventional talk in this league is that the coaching is down that, you know, with the loss of Spurrier and Mark Rick and and Les Miles and uh, the the new breed coming in, for the college football experts, they're saying it's just not measuring up to when the SEC was in its prime, you know, in uh, in, 9, 10, 11, 12, winning all those championships. But ironically, at the end of the year, if you were going to ask me, name me three coaches that could be the hottest guys on the market, they're all from the SEC, starting with Mississippi state and Dan Mullen. I mean, he has done a tremendous job. Of sure
0: Mississippi state Good coach going,
1: you know, winning that game. And, and he just didn't trick them. He out physical them, uh, LSU. That was supposed to be LSU's game. And Dan Mullen, uh, Dan Mullen may stay there. He's building a nice little program. And, uh, with the visibility that Jack Prescott has given that school, yep. he might be able to recruit better better players. Plus, there. if Number you two, score
0: 37 points on LSU, you did something. They have players yeah, on that defense.
1: They do, but it was a little bit, you know, for LSU, the same old story. Um, they seem to, to get down on themselves really fast. If a team that they view as not up to their standards uh, out-muscles them. And I, and I thought that they, they tr- they tried to go out of their game plan a little bit too much late and got hit with some plays that now that was a pretty close game, but at the end of the game I thought L S U broke down fundamental wise and it really cost them to make it look like a block, which it was. But I mean, number two, the number coach is Kentucky. Mark Stoops is doing a really good very job. Very good job. Kentucky.
0: Very, very good job. And I know, I'll know tell you, somewhere else where a team is on the improve, and that is the Boilermakers of Purdue. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, and now, now they get Michigan, a, a game that you might have an eye on. And I'll tell you, well, very interesting, because Purdue, the question is how improved are they?
1: Well, I think you're right. And I, and I think what, when you watch the game, what I take away from it was that they were physically able to play with Louisville. And they physically manhandled missouri now missouri is a different team from the sec they play that hurry up no huddle and a lot of teams uh you know are able to have their way with them but missouri is used to playing against sec physical teams and they should have been ready for a more physical purdue and they weren't so i think you're right uh you know when i looked at the schedule for michigan coming in to this year i said oh come on they roll their helmets out they're going to get to november and not even break a sweat but I really think this is going to be a tough football game for them, and they're going to have to play better on offense. Now They're, they're going to be legit on defense, obviously, but they're going to have to stop making so many mistakes on offense and, and start to produce some points. Or maybe Purdue knocks them off. Wouldn't that be something? And I'll for tell Jeff you. Baum to go in there first year like that. That would that be something. Amazing.
0: That would be something. It really would. That would be an enormous win. Enormous win. We're talking with Gary Danison. And it's funny uh, – we were talking about Clemson and where they'd be this year uh, yeah. and everything. But I'll tell you something. I talked to someone this week who called me and said, he's an NFL scout. And he said, I went through Clemson this week. He said, they are absolutely loaded. He said, I can't believe where they have that program now. He said, plus he said, they're... They're doing everything right from their facilities to the way they right. run things right. to the way they run practice. He said that guy has got that program in impeccable shape right now.
1: Well, let's think about what Clemson has done the last two years. Uh, they've gotten into the national championship game in back-to-back years. And they, you know, obviously they won this last one. They put they had another six or seven draft picks this year, two of them number one picks, including the quarterback. You know, one of the best players in the country, but the year before. They had nine players in the draft as well. And as you could look at them this year, they're talented again. They have now uh, risen to that plateau where they're like Ohio State, they're like Oklahoma, they're like Alabama, they're like Florida State where they continue to reload. And you look at tape of them playing this year compared to they were where they were last year. They're a better football team now early in the season because I remember doing these interviews with you About Clemson last year, remember the time they were struggling early in the season, and a lot of people thought, "Oh, they should have lost the NC
0: State game." I mean, they should listen. They were they were lucky last year, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But they got there and they got better. At this point in the season, now they're a better team than they were last year. And just think when you say that, that's a mouthful of what they've done the last two years. So you're right; they're the one of the most impressive teams in the country. Uh, everybody was questioning whether they find a quarterback, and, and Bryant looks—he looks like a spitting image of, of Deshaun Watson. So you're right. I, I would say the biggest surprise in college football this year is that Clement Clemson has not had any drop off. In yep. fact, they might just be a shade better That's at this point. In the
0: absolutely true. We're talking, and they and they said to me they not only have the great linemen, they said they got the best special teams in the country. So uh, they said unbelievable what they can do. Uh, so. Interesting to watch there. Well, U- the USC you, but, Go
1: ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to put the other bookend on this. I think the biggest disappointment for me, because I had such uh, high expectations, is Ohio State. Um, for whatever reason, that is not Joe.
0: No, their offense uh, I, is terrible.
1: I, I assume that Kevin Wilson. Now, Kevin Wilson has a, a, a big resume. He was, uh, yep. you know, he was uh, with Oklahoma and Bob Stoops. Uh, they they put yards and yards and yards. He got the head coaching job at Indiana. Yeah. He was able to throw the ball all over. Uh, it was a logical thought that Ohio State, if they could improve their passing game, and with a senior quarterback at J.T. Barrett, and with the talent that Urban has recruited, that this was just going to be liftoff. But that rocket ship has not lifted off at all. And there's still a lot of concern about where Ohio State will finish off this season. So. I, I think you're seeing for the you know the elite teams, the two ends of the spectrum for me is Clemson.
0: Ohio State. Good point. And USC, I mean, last week, uh, let's give, yeah. te- I thought they'd whip up on Texas. Texas played their hearts out, and uh, Sam Donald had to come the length of the field just to get that field goal to get to overtime and win the game. That was a, a very taw- tough call for USC, and they had to sure pull, it, pull it out late with their, yeah. uh, you know, their uh, quarterback, who obviously is uh, the darling of, uh, of the NFL right now, but he did do a nice job late in the game and, and Pull the game out, but boy, Texas played their hearts out last week.
1: Totally, I think this was a huge game for Tom Herman and the Texas faithful. I think that's what they needed. Uh, you know, hey, they, they, they got uh, you know that opening game was a shock to them. You know, for whatever reason, but I, I thought that was a huge move for Texas football. And uh, you know, I, I got to give it to Ben though. All I mean, there was a ton of pressure on that last drive, and he put the whole repertoire on it. I watched every play of it. He had a jump pass in there. Yep. He had a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. That was a magnificent throw yep. that they rightly overturned. But, I mean, he he put the whole display on there. That that looked like John Elway playing there to me at the end of that game. He's
0: a wonderful player. I totally agree. He looked great at the end of the game. Uh, we're talking with uh, Gary Danson about the college football as it starts to get into October and we can see things uh, starting to take sh- shape and he has Alabama this week and uh rightly so where they are and uh, you're seeing the other teams all slide into place as Clemson's well, you know, ultra impressive yes go ahead yeah the other big the
1: other big game well first of all the big 12 was sitting pretty darn good uh, but remember this is the first year where they've they uh, have reinitiated re-in- that big big 12 championship, which they game. need yes and, yes however ironically, it it might bite them this year because it looks like Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are the class of that conference. They could face each other twice. So either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, the irony is they could qualify for the playoff this year and not need the playoff game, and they might have to play the the Big 12 championship game and knock themselves out of the Final Four again. It would be ironic. But I think they got a big game there this week. TCU is legit. Gary Patterson has his defense with a lot of veterans, a lot of speed. Uh, they play Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State is their foot points. Oklahoma
0: State's been unbelievable. I mean, they just—they've been just burying people. Yes, they, you know, and has Penn state, state. You know, I got um, on the Penn State. I, I got on. I got on Penn State I think, this week for for, for ice and a kicker at fifty-six. Nothing that got a lot of attention, uh, yep. and I went back and forth with Franklin this week, but. Put that aside for a second. They are very good. I mean, they are, they are explosive. They are very good, and uh, they're a handful right now.
1: I go back to, to one of my philosophies about college football that's different from the NFL. Uh, because of the three years it takes in college football to get to the NFL, unlike you know, basketball uh, where, where you can go right to the next level if you're that good, you get a few players on the field that are much better. Than college football players are, and Saquon Barkley is one of those guys. Okay, now he makes they're they're a good team anyway, but he's an NFL back playing college football, and he makes the rest of that team so much better that they they are a threat. They're a legitimate threat this year. Now you know they, you know they play away at Ohio State, and uh, that may give them a problem, I guess. But I I like the way I agree with you. I like the way they're going. James Franklin has them humming.
0: How about these guys stepping in from college as running backs and doing as well as they are? Uh, Fournette, Cook, who's been great. The kid in Kansas City, who, uh, yep. who's uh, yeah, who been wonderful. So, I mean, these guys, uh, well, you know, McCaffrey, who's still getting started because their offense has been shaky so far. But the point, these guys have stepped off the campuses and really well, just jumped right in. I mean, they love Cook in Minnesota.
1: Totally. I mean, he looks like a superstar, doesn't he? Yep. And, and, and the way... Uh, you know, if they can stay healthy at quarterback there, I mean, they, they look real. Although, i got to say, my Detroit Lions look like a real They you know, that's going
0: to be interesting against the Atlanta this week. On. Absolutely. Right. They look the good. And, and, you know, Bradford's out again, unfortunately, this week. Uh, too bad. You know, they just announced it, that he's out again because he played great the first week. He threw the ball great on Monday night in that first game.
1: He did. So, uh, I, I think if uh, you look, just going back to the, the running back as you brought up, one of the things that, you know, I, I broke in, in you know, my my day. We had a guy just like that, Billy Sims. You yeah, sure, sure. remember crazy. him well, yes. We started our first two days, you know, and he broke out against the Los Angeles Rams. I think that is a position that is you run on instincts and you play on instincts, you know, and uh, these guys definitely, I mean, they've been putting on a show, and, they, you know, it speaks a lot. I think the college game has come back to where it's not just the running quarterback. There's a lot of these running backs that are making inroads this Alabama game that we're going to watch, they got four NFL running backs that are, that are on their squad. In fact, one of the reasons they there's a little bit of talk that they may be sputtering a bit, although you never know because you, you know how it is when you're coaching these big-time games. You get your team up for the five games you have to get up. you got to kind of coast for a few of them, too. But, you know, with Scarborough getting healthy, uh, Damian Harris is a, is a real threat. The thought is then they're not, they're not lathering these running backs up enough, and they're not getting enough carries. So we'll see against a really improved Vanderbilt team. And it kind of brings me back to my story. The third guy in this league who's done a great job is Derek Mason at Vanderbilt. You watch them now on, on tape. The former Stanford coach with NFL experience, Derek Mason, he's got 10 seniors or 50-year seniors on that defense that are playing. Only one underclassman and they played a lot of SEC football. They're a legitimate team, and this is their stage. They've been waiting for three years to have a stage like this where CBS picks them for the 330 game. They've got the number one team in the country, and if they just play them tough, this will be a huge game for Vanderbilt football. Oh, by that's the way, a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: that'll place. be a lot of fun.
1: Not a bad place to build a program. Nashville is. I, I that's a hot city. That's become
0: a real trendy, popular heard, city now. Oh.
1: Uh, Hundred people are moving into Nashville every day. It's because
0: Nashville, Austin, Texas are like the two cities that people love to flock to now as the two trendy cities in America.
1: And this is a great program, a great school. And you know, if they ever build a program here, you know, they're they're thinking, why couldn't we be like Stanford? Why couldn't we be a legitimate uh, football team instead of a team everybody wants to have? their coming game,
0: I guess. You know, you're right. It's, it, it, they do have the kind of same level of academics that's, that Stanford does. It's a great school, and in that league, that's always made it tough. But you're right. They could be what Northwestern's been. They could be uh, what Stanford, which is saying a lot. But, you know, I remember when they had – remember those couple of years when they had uh, Matthews and they had McIntyre yep. as the coach, yep. and they won yep. eight or nine games, and they had a couple of good years. They had – Well, oh, I think they're, they're a
1: better team now, Yeah. They are a deeper, better, stronger, uh, more team. The interesting thing about their team is, you know, the, the comparison to Stanford with Andrew Luck, and of course his father, Oliver well, Luck, with his NFL tie. Yep. Kyle Shermer, the quarterback here, his father, Pat Shermer,
0: is a coordinator. Oh, wow. In the Pat Schirmer is his son? I, I mean, that's and Pat and Shermer's son? I didn't realize that. It, okay. That's right.
1: And he, and he is a gym rat, really good football player, you know, and a, a good athlete. He's now in his third year as a player, and uh, they trust him. And you're not going to beat Alabama without a quarterback, and I think they have a quarterback that it will at least protect the ball and be able to make the throws downfield. It's a very interesting football
0: game. Is this Alabama team championship level Alabama? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, they have more four and five stars on it now than they did the last three years. Now, they just ran through. A group of you know they had ten players drafted, so they're they're I mean they're they're a little different, but the players are just as good. They just don't have as much experience. Uh, I think this team again from game one to game ten will improve as much as any team in the league, and that's scary to think of.
0: It is all right. We'll be watching this. That'd be fun this week. Hopefully, Vandy can uh, put on a good show. That'd be we got our fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Thanks very much. We'll talk next week, Gary. Thank you.